This is a Federal News Network podcast. The technology innovation gap between the public and private sectors is smaller now than perhaps at any time in the past 25 years. Federal CIOs and other technology leaders say the COVID-19 pandemic played a big role in closing that gap. But it's not the only reason. In his weekly feature, The Reporter's Notebook, executive editor Jason Miller details how agencies have caught up over the last decade. And Jason, let's start with why people think that gap is closing. This comes from a new survey from the Professional Services Council and ATTAIN. And the two combined to interview roughly 11 federal We'll call them CIOs, federal technology leaders. They all didn't have, quote, unquote, the title of CIOs, but they were all in the technology world. And that was one of the biggest things that came out from that survey and these interviews is the gap. This idea that, oh, government's always behind, the government's always playing catch up has really closed over the last, you know, five, seven, ten years. And they're adopting new technologies more quickly. The workforce is more prepared to adopt those technologies. But it's also IT is viewed much differently. You know, Tom, we, you and I used to always joke about and, and hear from, from CIOs, oh, well, they're just the people who run the, the, the laptops. Oh, that's the people who call when your BlackBerry dies, right? Or they're the people who call when your email box is too full. How do I get it lower? And, and I think what we've seen specifically, again, over the last three, five, ten years is the IT, and this is what came out in the survey, is much more of a go-to organization that's really pushing that innovation, that change that really needs to happen to make citizen services mission areas much more efficient and effective. We'll, we'll, I'll kind of throw that in there, too. Now, what's interesting about this PSC survey is you know, they've done the CIO survey for several years. This is the first one that was only based on really interviews versus the bigger surveys, which could be based on you get like 22% said this and 58% said that. So while in some ways it may not have been as effective to understand what's really happening across the bigger CIO market, the specifics it brings you, again, Tom, I think it's fascinating. All right. And a couple of the innovations of recent years, I would say, during really the Obama administration were establishment of U.S. Digital Service and the GSA 18F. Both of these organizations kind of devoted to that innovative look and agile and scrums and everything. Is much of the gap closure, can it be attributed to those two organizations? I think that they get some they get a lot of credit. Let's start there. We we cannot overlook the impact that eighteen F, USDS, and even the acquisition innovation advocates that the Office of Federal Procurement Policy has pushed, even the US the, the, the digital services offices that kind of grew from the USDS that are within each agency now, all of those offices, all of those the people that have you know come in and led those offices have really Given you have to give them a lot of the credit for pushing this new view of innovation. Now, Simone Zickman, who's a former CIO at the Commerce Department, he's now the Chief Technology Officer at Attain. He he also talks about the fact that maybe this retirement wave that we keep talking about, that we've been talking about again for 25 years, maybe that's starting to have an impact where people are leaving and the new people that are coming in again. Bayoud by the USDS, Bayoud by ATF, Bayoud by these innovation offices are really starting to bring in this new culture and change the way agencies are working. That he, he gives them a lot of credit from, from that. The other piece that Tom you have to look at is, you know, a lot of times government just it, they do take a while to catch up, but when they do, they can actually maybe I don't call it say move more quickly, but they get it and then they they they, they grab hold of it and then jump out there. And the, and the biggest example I can point to is robotics process automation. You know, I think in a matter of about eighteen months, we went from this I'm calling RPA an emerging technology to everybody and their brother and sister are using 
RPA today. You can't talk to a CIO. You can't talk to a chief financial officer. And now human sure. capital and procurement are all using RPA. I think that, that is just one example. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller and the pandemic and its impact. That seems to really have pushed things along a little bit of rocket fuel under some of the innovation. And I think what it did is it, it removed this risk aversion because during the pandemic, agencies and CIOs couldn't be risk averse. They just didn't have the time for it. They didn't have the energy for it. And I think that's one thing that really high, stands out to me as another example of where innovation has come in. And in fact, Tom, I talked to Rick Holgate, who's a former uh, CIO at the Justice Department's Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. He's now a senior executive partner for public sector at Gartner. And he talks about how the pandemic gave agencies the quote-unquote courage not to be so risk-averse. He talked about how the the move to Zoom or the Defense Department's commercial virtual remote, the CVR, and many other are examples of this stop the endless foot dragging, the hand-wringing over, oh, this is all so hard to do. You had to do it because of the pandemic. And I think that also has attributed to this viewpoint that came across in this PSC Attain survey of these federal technologies executives feeling like they've made, that the agencies have made a lot of progress and they've closed the gap. We've talked about this a lot with the pandemic about how, well, oh, look how fast we moved. We had to move it, the sense of urgency. The goal here is to keep it going. And and I think that's where Rick Holgate and others believe that the government has that opportunity to keep it going. And, Tom, real quick, one one example of that I'll, I'll just throw out to you is the General Services Administration. They awarded a contract just recently. It was about an $800 million contract for digital infrastructure and technologies. And through this contract, they're not just going to, okay, hey, here's traditional support. They're really trying to, one, drive down their operational costs, and two, introduce new innovative technologies, artificial intelligence, again, RPA, really create these what they call these digital personas to develop and, and do predictive analytics. So I think there's a lot there that's coming from both the pandemic, but also pre-pandemic that, that's really driving agencies to be more innovative. And, and again, I'll go back to closing the gap. Which brings us to the Biden administration about to take its seat at the head of government. And what are the signs we're seeing besides the fact that Joe Biden would like to have $9 billion in the Technology Modernization Fund? But what are the signs that they are going to take up this effort that really, in some ways, dates back to the Clinton administration? I would agree with you, Tom. That's why I said it's probably been about 25 years since they've been trying to close this gap, but it's probably closer than at any other time. The the Biden administration, as they come into office, you're right, they they did make this big proposal last week for about $9 billion for the Technology Modernization Fund. But if you read through their proposal, you can, uh, to me at least, it was obvious that who wrote that up was former U.S. Digital Service, former ATF folks who are either advising or working for the Biden administration. The return of Mickey Dickerson. (laughs) Well, Let's not go there quite yet, Tom. <laughs> that that may upset a few people. But it is the return of, of this of this viewpoint that you have to be more innovative. You have to push the, the government to do more. You have to not be stopped by the, quote, unquote, traditional obstacles, but still respect them. And, and I think one example of that is this move to give, for instance, $300 million for to the GSA's Technology Transformation Service, that would be what they call no-year funding to, again, drive IT projects forward without the need for reimbursement. They're, they're recognizing that reimbursement is difficult for agencies. You know, it's it's there's not a lot of extra money floating around. It's also another example is with the U.S. Digital Service and the goal to hire more 
digital service experts and more cybersecurity experts. There's another $200 million or so for something called the ITOR fund, the IT Oversight and Reform Fund that OMB runs. And again, this would be to hire these experts. It seems to be where the Biden administration wants to go, just based on what we've seen so far. Obviously, we'll know a lot more in the coming weeks. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. Always a pleasure, Tom. And we know you're going to be on top of it as every wrinkle and development happens. Check out his latest reporter's notebook now at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.